0: 2022 has been a funny old year with COVID, inflation, material shortages and wages going through the roof. Tune into this special end of year podcast where we pull apart the lessons from 2022, celebrate the best bits of the Profitable Trading Podcast and look forward to what you need to do with your business to ensure a successful 2023. Now there's some super important stuff here that you should be looking out for. Welcome to the Profitable Trading Podcast, where we talk about hands on strategies that you can use in your plumbing, electrical, or similar service business to make more money, get some time back, and make your business less reliant on you. Hope you enjoy and don't forget to follow. Alrighty, Tony Fraser Jones here, host of the Profitable Trading Podcast, and uh, really excited to be hanging out today, end of uh, 2022, with my good mate uh, Phil Smith here, who just flipped
1: the bird to the camera. What was that about, Chief? I don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't know who the bird is. Never heard of it. Denial is... Uh, <laughs> not a river in Egypt.
0: Yeah, denial is not... That's a good one. <laughs> I like that. Denial is not a river in Egypt. Yeah. Denial. Anyway, uh, if you're listening today, uh, welcome. It's cool to be hanging out. Uh, Merry Christmas. I uh, hope you're going to have a fantastic Christmas. I hope Santa's going to bring you uh, or brung you. Is that the right word? I don't know. Man. Brung? Bought. Bought. Bought.
1: Brought. No, Brought. brought. Yeah. You didn't buy it. I hope something, Sanders
0: you, going to you bring you if it. you're listening to this before, or has bought you or brought, brought you, you. <laughs> I never know the difference of that <laughs> stuff. And I don't care either. Brought you some great stuff for Christmas and uh, and you're gonna have a great time over Christmas uh, vacation.
1: Yeah. Anyway, what are we doing today, mate? Apart well, from uh, just
0: having a good time and talking a bit of schmack.
1: Well, the thing is we kicked the podcast off in February this year and it's been a pretty amazing ride so far. Uh, been heaps of fun and, you know, we've got so many people telling us how much they enjoy the podcast and, more importantly, from our perspective, how helpful uh, they've actually found it to be. So, Well, just on that, I mean, uh, I
0: know uh, your mum, Told you she enjoys it, and my mum did as well. <laughs> so, or told me we're that,
1: yeah. So, there's <laughs> definitely two people are enjoying it, which is happy days. Well, your mum also told you you're handsome. So, I mean, maybe she's a liar. Yeah. I don't know. Well, sorry, man.
0: Uh, she did get some new glasses this year. So, oh
1: damn it! You got to hide those things before she devilishly, realizes.
0: Devilishly handsome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: anyway, we're uh, talking
0: about how handsome you are, Phil. I mean, me. Anyway, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, um, anyway, we've done 50 odd episodes. Yeah, so we um, kicked off in February, eh? Yeah, yep. February, yeah, yeah, done 50 odd episodes and we've had, um, you yeah, know, over 50,000 downloads, you know, so it's going pretty well. And, um, today, what we want to do is basically just look back on 2022, the year that was, and, uh, lessons we've learned, best bits from the podcast and what to look out for in 2023. So, yeah, should yeah. be fun.
0: Just have a bit of a yarn.
1: Yeah, catch up. Yeah. See how it went. Yeah. yeah. Hope yeah.
0: everyone's doing good.
1: Yeah. What I thought we could do this time is actually. um, I have a question. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Go on. This is
0: important. You know when you have Christmas dinner. Yeah. Have you learned not to eat too much so that you end up? You know how you eat too much and you just feel absolutely stuffed afterwards. Like you get to the end of the meal and you're like, yeah, I'm pretty full, but then like it just keeps expanding. So like half an hour, an hour later, you're like, oh, I've done it again.
1: Yeah. Well, you've seen me at the team lunches, Tony. What do you think I do? You're a hog. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I've never learned that lesson. It doesn't exist you just eat until you die. It's pop. <laughs> if it's good food, man, I'm not going to stop. That's for sure. It's it's uh it's a it's a problem. Big problem. Well, hey, look, on the story front, um, you know, obviously considering that the topic is is just to review, I was thinking actually what we might do is uh let's pull out our favorite stories from the year. So, maybe you go first. What was the No pressure. No pressure. What was your favorite story we told this year?
0: Um I was trying to think of something witty and clever, but actually this is not, it's not really my thing, witty and clever. Um, leave that to you. So, my favorite story is um, the story of the ship's engineer.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm. yeah you remember that chestnut. one? Yep. The old Chestnut.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, ship's engineer. So, there's a, a massive ship uh, and it just it won't start. I can't get this bad boy to fire up. Mm. Uh, the engines are the size of, you know, three houses and they just won't turn over. Mm. And uh, so, they call this old engineer. He's this old guy. He's wizened, you know, flipping, probably about 87. Yeah. Uh, and he comes down and he looks over the ship for you know an hour or so. And he pokes his head in into the engine room and lifts up a few hatches and covers. And eventually he gets a hammer and he goes to this pipe and gives it a real hard whack, ding. Mm. And then he says, "Right, you know, fire the engine up." And they fire it up and it you know bursts into life and away they go. And he's like, "Sweet as, I'll send my invoice." So he sends his invoice, and uh, the invoice is for ten thousand bucks. Yeah. And they're like, what? That's ridiculous. Like all you did was tap a pipe and you're charging us 10 grand? Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, it's uh, 9000 uh, that's $100. Let me get the story right. It's $100 for tapping the pipe yeah. and it's $9,900 for the uh, 50 years of experience about knowing which pipe to tap.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I love that. It's a great story. It's a great story. And the reason I love it is for you guys who are listening, you got to know that you're worth it. Yeah. Uh, and for me, a big challenge for For tradie business owners and service-based business owners, plumbers, electricians, painters, glazers, tilers, you know, landscapers, whoever you are, often you don't really understand that what you do is really worth charging well for. Super valuable. You think it's easy because you can do it, but it's not easy for everyone else. And so it's incredibly important to know what you're worth. Yeah, and it's uh, not
1: just not easy, it's extremely important yeah. for, for those people. So, yeah, the value there is is massive and you need yeah. to believe it.
0: Yeah, so you've got a bunch of experience uh, and you're worth charging good margins and you need to do that to have a great business. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my little… Uh, it's, a, it's a good story. Little story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The well, end of 2022. My favourite one uh, from this year was actually um, one I totally ripped off, Jordan Peterson, uh, which whether you, whether you like him or not, uh, by the by, it's a good story. Um, I think the big thing here that he was talking about is actually this concept of positioning, and he was talking about lobsters. All the lobster uh, stories. Yeah, love the lobster stories. The lobster off. But he talks about how much uh, we actually have in common with lobsters, and um, well, well I, I you
0: you have quite a lot in, well, common, you've with a got a lot in common with a lobster. I don't think so.
1: Anyway, the point is, uh, like, we won't get right into what we have in common with lobsters, but in this case, um, he talks about how when lobsters fight, you know, like there's a real hierarchy with lobsters, and it's actually quite similar with people. But he talks about when they fight. And the first thing they do is, when the lobsters square off against each other, they show each other their claws. You know, look how big my claws are. I'm gonna, I'm gonna roll you, dude. Um, and then they show off the claws. And obviously, if, if the claws are looking pretty similar, then they're like, no one's backing down. So the next thing they do is actually squirt out this, uh, this stuff from between their eyes at the other lobster. And what that does is, it's like, uh, tells the other lobster a lot about this lobster biologically like so the the spray will contain information about how big the lobster is and you know how mean the lobster how is how many reps he's done um, at the gym but then there's one betraying thing that comes out here is whether or not this lobster is actually on a hot streak now this becomes quite important so there's a lot about uh, the lobster's confidence that actually comes out in that spray of of hormones so then what happens is that the lobsters will you know Take that spray in and try to figure out who they're fighting and whether or not they have a good chance of winning. At that point, if it's still pretty even, they'll actually have a fight uh, and they'll try and have a go at each other. and And it starts off, you know, a little bit casual at first, but it really escalates and they can actually really, you know. Wreck each other. They rip each other's limbs off, and it can be very damaging. At any point, if you think you're going to lose, the lobster has a tail reflex where they flick back and they get out of the fight and they leave disgraced. Uh, they tail they between their legs. Tail between their legs, uh, and they don't get the nice rock. They don't get the nice food, and they don't get all the girls. So, uh, pretty advantageous to win these fights if you're a lobster. Now, the thing that's uh, interesting about this is is actually that you'd think in uh, a lobster fight or in life, you know, for people that your past record would make a big difference. For example, uh, a boxer, if I've, won my la- if I've won 100 fights in my career, uh, I should be a formidable opponent and I might be fighting someone who's lost 100 fights in their career so I should win this easily but actually what's more important is did I win my last fight? Because I might have won 100 fights but I've lost my last five and the guy I'm fighting has lost 100 fights but he's won his last five, he's actually got a really good chance of beating me. He's on a hot streak, I'm on a low streak and um, I don't have much chance. And that actually comes a lot down to your confidence. It's the same with the lobsters. So lobster might have won 100 fights but if he's lost his last couple and inverse for his partner, the partner can taste that in the secretion um, and they know they have an edge because uh, they're fighting someone who's not confident. And so I think the big thing here is it's like how can we boost that confidence because we all get on low streaks. Um, you know, sometimes you've, you might be in sales and you've, you've had a few few attempts and had a few reb- uh, rebuffs and you're not doing too well. Uh, it could be in your pricing, you know, you've, you've put a few prices forward and they've been kicked back and, and no one's keen. You might have had a few failures, a few callbacks on site, there's lots of things that could happen um, but you can get on a low streak and actually when you get on a low streak, your confidence drops, your positioning drops and your chance of continuing that low streak increases and the biggest way to turn that around is actually uh, chemically uh, yep. through the boost of serotonin. Uh, easiest way to boost serotonin is um, exercise, um, massage uh, and actually nature. Uh, it's been yeah, get studied. Yeah green. Yeah do you know has been studied? They've uh, tested someone's serotonin levels um, as a pre-test and then got them to take their shirt off and hug a tree for 10 minutes like skin to tree and uh, serotonin increased by 40%. <laughs> so uh
0: so tree hugging's actually a thing yeah yeah i mean like
1: i'm not saying get naked in the park and hug the trees but uh yeah there
0: might be other issues there
1: but if you're on a losing streak um yeah maybe consider the way that you're boosting serotonin naturally like get some more exercise get some better sleep um and get out into nature have a swim in the ocean run through the bush whatever it might be
0: pump the guns up
1: yeah that's it and getting getting the right headspace i think just biggest lesson from that importance of mindset importance of coming into things uh, with the right positioning the right confidence uh Believing in yourself. Yeah, well, and flipping that around, success breeds success. That's right. Yeah. So So uh, this this twenty twenty uh, three coming up, I think um, try to keep that in mind. Yeah. You know, how can you turn up better and, and get more wins, bro? That's a good story. Hey.
0: Yeah. I didn't make it up.
1: No. <laughs> I stole it from Jordan Peterson. Yeah. So. Well, I thought it was goody. It is a, is a goody. Yeah.
0: So maybe we should jump in and just touch on some of the key themes that uh, we've seen, uh, you know, through coaching people yeah. this year. Yeah. Uh, because it's it's been a pretty interesting year, right?
1: Yeah, pretty interesting.
0: So I think um, the first one, obviously, is we've had COVID. Yep. Uh, COVID is still hanging around. It's sort of we're not sort of worrying about it quite so much now, which is which is amazing. Yep. But definitely at the start of this year, you know, we had different parts of the world and different states and stuff and lockdowns. Yep. Uh, which was super frustrating. Obviously, made it difficult to get work done. Uh, we had staff illnesses as well. You know, people actually been affected by COVID or their family being affected by COVID or their their team as well. Yeah. Uh, being affected by COVID and clients being affected by COVID or other contractors being affected by COVID. So there's That's a lot right. of mucking around, you know, on, on job sites out in the field, uh, because basically people couldn't get there.
1: Yeah, and we're looking at twenty twenty two compared to um, you know, the last previous few years, it's like, you know, thank God we're not seeing the deaths and things uh at the same rate these yep. days, which is awesome. Yeah. But um yeah, you know, what we are seeing is just a a lot of uh, effect to your team in terms of unavailability, sickness, um, you know, long term effects of that, and and with your suppliers, yeah, and, and clients and stuff people, as well. So yeah. it's just a lot of it seems like a lot more disruption this year. Yeah. Um. So not as devastating, but definitely still disruptive. Yeah,
0: uh, and there's people suffering with long COVID as well, and there's people also. We're finding that uh, that um, team members are taking more sick leave now. So if, whereas before COVID, if people had a had a snuffle or a bit of a cold or a sore throat, they'd still come to work and push through. And people don't really do that anymore. No, um, and that's probably a good thing.
1: Well, there's definitely um, an expectation being put forward from uh, from higher ups in most yeah. countries where it's like, hey, the if you are police. sick, you don't come to yep. work. Yeah, um, which which is a good thing. Although yeah, we, you
0: know, yeah. for a few for a few of our uh, businesses, we've they've been a little frustrated with their teams maybe well, taking that a little leave bit far. But sickly has definitely definitely jumped up. So um, so that's. That's been definitely something we've seen this year. Yeah, uh, there's for put sure. A lot of
1: thing, uh, stress and emphasis on things like scheduling and and preparing for for this type of stuff because you know you can literally have a team devastated and uh, you know have a bunch of people off at once and it's, it's pretty tough to get anything done. So.
0: Yeah, and there can be no warning as well. Like you know, two people in your crew go down. Yep. and they're out for five or seven days, and it's like ah.
1: Well, there's the flip side actually of the don't come to work when you're sick. Is that the amount of times people are like, oh, I think I've got COVID. And they, they know that you can't say, come on, mate, harden up, come to work. <laughs> so maybe a little bit of piss taking as well, but yeah, hey, look, we want yeah. to get into that. Yeah,
0: uh, definitely the supply chain has been interesting. I think the good news, is, like the supply chain is definitely at the start of the year, it was difficult to get materials, there were holdups. Shipping like around the whole world was sort of ground to a halt, That's sort of easing up. People were hoarding supplies, you know, buying a lot of stuff and warehousing them. Projects and jobs were getting delayed and it was just a general sort of muck around with that yeah uh, and so that was super frustrating mm-hmm. uh, I definitely think in the back half of 2022 that's starting to come right we're seeing that uh, you know production is, is boosting up yeah uh, and the supply chains are starting to come back on stream and people are figuring out how to make that stuff work now so that's that's amazing news mm. uh, which is which is super good uh, but definitely something that's uh, had a big impact uh, on on uh, on you know contractors and service businesses this year
1: yeah no nah, it's been massive Um definitely a lot of undercurrent from a lot of that stuff too you know second order consequences you have yep. your initial problem but that leads to more problems which leads to more problems so
0: yeah it's been um so been a fun all yeah time. i mean uh, a lot of business owners have well gone bald like me <laughs> it's been kind of stressful
1: uh well you had a full head of hair in january didn't you? i did yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just uh it's been tough yeah it um has. what can i say well should we talk about the i word the i word
0: inflation inflation yeah, yeah, so this has been a biggie this year. Uh, obviously, inflation around the world is just out of control. Governments, reserve banks have you know printed money during the pandemic to try and keep the economies afloat, and now all those chickens are coming home to roost. There's too much money running around chasing too few goods, yep. and that just pushes prices up. Yeah. Uh, so it's pushed prices of materials up because they're short as well, shortage. Yeah. As well, and wages have just been skyrocketing up. Yeah. Uh, which is. Which is kind of, you know, in some ways it's good that wages go up, but the trouble with that is all it's doing is putting prices up. So we've got this wage-price spiral: wages go up, yeah. prices are going to go up. So that's that's a bit of an issue, yeah. uh, which you know we're going to talk about maybe when we look forward to 2023.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of um a lot of stuff in the news and you know and social media and everything, which is probably exacerbating that too. I mean, every everybody knows that things are getting more expensive, and it's it's there's probably quite a lot of scaremongering going on. Um, which again, I won't get into anything too political, but I think uh, I think that it's definitely not helping the problem as well because everybody's sitting out here saying, "Oh, I need more money, I need more money, I need more money." Everybody needs more money. Wages have to go up. I, I need to get paid more, otherwise I'm stuffed. Um, well you know, there's some truth too, but also like it's got to end somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: and and I think that's a big lesson which we'll jump into uh, in a minute is we're going to have to be really tight on how we manage our margins, and that's been important 100%. this year uh, as well. Uh, you know, certainly at the start of the year when prices were rocketing up for materials, it was very easy to lose the margin on a job because you'd, you know, quoted it three months ago and you did it now and the whole pricing structure of your materials had changed, which is something to stay on top of.
1: Totally. All right. Well, what about um, finding workers? Finding
0: workers and employees. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd love to know a virtual hands up if you're listening, like, um, how have you found this? Like, this has been a biggie. We've seen pretty much full employment. Yeah. So, you know, most people who can work are working and the only people left are the people who, well, basically you don't want. Yeah. Uh, and even half of them have got jobs.
1: Well, I heard a, heard a little saying the other day about uh, finding tradesmen. Um, bear with me and excuse my French, but uh, it was like, hey, oh, great, great, great tradies are a bit like a public toilet, you know. They're either um, full of shit or they're taken. <laughs> anyway. Well, so,
0: so that's been a big issue for a lot of people is actually finding the right people. Uh, and we've spent heaps of time with our members about you know how to actually find people and and that's how to write great job ads because you've actually got to flip this on its head. It's not it's not good enough just to put an ad out there and expect people to apply and then you know bitch and moan when they don't. Which yeah, frankly, a lot of people do. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't be bitter, just be better. That's it. Uh, and with hiring, this has been a big challenge for for you know trade and service businesses. Is we've just got to be better at hiring. So that's how do you write good ads? How do you put a great offer in the market? Uh, how do you actually? Go from just advertising a job to actually marketing for talent. That's a really important job. In yeah, that. big differentiation. Yeah, man. and, and our, our members you are know, really getting into their social media marketing. Is not so much about getting clients, but it's about how to attract the right workers.
1: Yeah, and I've got to say, Tony, that this actually has had a, a secondary effect where it's really um – It's really created some awesome, awesome practices that we've seen with some of our clients where they've been able to do some stuff that they probably wouldn't have had to bother doing before which has really helped set them apart as an employer of choice and make them stand out in the employment market and it's actually given them this huge edge. So because it's been so difficult to find great tradesmen, um, it's really forced some people to be to, to be better. To be good. Um, and it's created this, um, this really quite cool stuff that we're able to put forward now, which is, I think, going to take us through into the future as well and always um, help you yeah. stand out. And, so and there's the big, always a plus side
0: Yeah, there, that's, that's for sure. Um, the big thing here, if you're listening, is, is there's a change in mindset needed from, you know, my job is just to get the work done in the business. If you want to grow a business and you have a team, your job is to build a great team. That's your most important job because right. they, they do the business, they do the work. And if you want to grow profit, and time and freedom and your enjoyment of life, you need a great team. So you've got to become excellent at actually building team. And yeah. it can't be just a thing you do once in a while. It mm. has to be like a real commitment and and get strategic about it and put the right processes in place around growing growing your team, you know, building culture, but also attracting the right people and having good systems for hiring. You know, what ads you put in there, what's the process you take people through? You can't just wing it and sit down and have a bit of a chat. Mm. You know, this the, we have an eleven step hiring process. really rigorous about this because this stuff will pay you back huge it's probably the most impactful work you can do because it's how you create leverage right so you that's right instead of your effort one to one effort it's one to two effort one to three one to four one to five we've got businesses one to twenty one to sixty one to a hundred one to two hundred yeah that's that's leverage
1: yeah that's right that's right
0: uh and should we talk about the economic cycle Well, i think this is this is um actually pretty important to think about because this will help us understand what's actually happening in the whole economy Mm. Uh, and as business owners, I reckon we need to be aware of this. So, you know, the cycle is, is like the, the boom and bust cycle. Uh, and, you know, leading up to sort of 2020, 2021, you know, there was easy credit. There was low interest rates. House prices were going up. There was lots of spending. People were buying houses. You know, there was fear of missing out. Shares were going up. Uh, and uh, and during that time, the all the, the governments and the reserve banks and the Fed were printing money yep. to stimulate the economy. Yep. And that's led to massive inflation. And so we've got to this peak point. Uh, what happens then is we start to get a contraction in the economy, which is where credit gets tight, so it's harder to borrow money. Interest rates go up to control inflation. House prices start to fall. The share market goes down. Instead of people jumping in to buy assets you know, for fear of miss- missing out, it's sort of wait and see. They yep. hold off just to see what's going to happen. Yep. You get more bankruptcy, p- payment problems, and construction spending starts to go down. Yeah. And so we're seeing this now as... Uh, if you look at your you know, your general contractors and your builders, a lot of them are still busy now, but their pipelines are a lot more empty than they were you know, 12, 18 months ago. So they don't have nearly as much forward work in front of them. Yep. And so you know, only a blind man or woman wouldn't see that the cycle is changing and that you know, next year and the year after, there are some storm clouds on the horizon uh, and you know, there may be less demand. Yep. or demand might change for services yep uh, there may be less money there' definitely be more bankruptcies amongst you know construction companies and that sort of thing so we really that's need right. to look out for that and I'm not saying that for us to be sort of scared and pull the hatch over and sort of go to sleep no there's not massive at all. opportunity here and uh, for those people who are prepared they're gonna do well for those who aren't they're gonna they're gonna find it tough
1: yeah that's right so I think it's, it's just about being prepared guys like I mean when you see these storm clouds um Really, all, all that is is a, it's a sign to make some changes and just get ready for a storm that might come. It's, it's not saying everything's going to be bad and that you're going to be screwed. It's just it's just yep. like, hey, look, this is coming. It'd be silly not to prepare.
0: Yeah, there's a, there's a story in the Bible, which I think is quite good for this, and it's it basically talks about there's two men um, and one man builds his house on sand. You know, it doesn't take long to build this house and there's another man who builds his house on rock. Yeah, And so when the tough times come and the, the difficult weather comes, The house built on sand just gets washed away, but the house built on rock, you know, withstands the the weather, and it moves forward. So our job in twenty twenty three is to make sure our business is built on rock because you will thrive if it is.
1: That's right. That's right. And again, we have the opportunity to do that. So, I think should we dig into that a little bit deeper?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. So, for me, twenty twenty two, you know, COVID, material issues. Most of the year's been pretty strong though, uh, and, and there's obviously been this inflation problem, but things are turning in terms of the industry. So we need to think about how we uh, prep ourselves. And for me, there are really three three key things I think we, we need to do. And if you're listening, uh this is what this is what I'd be doing to make sure that we're you know, we're building our house on rock for for twenty twenty three. So the first thing is we need to protect cash flow. Yep. Uh so that's super important. Make sure that like cash is the oxygen for your business. You've got to have cash. And so I think three key things there for me is number one. Make sure your terms of trade and your contracts are really solid. Yeah. So they're like the umbrella you need for the rainy day. That's it. Uh and you so make what, sure that money's gonna come in. Yeah, and, and make sure you've got the protections that you that you need. That's like your umbrella. So yeah, make sure you have good terms of trade, make sure they're getting signed and agreed to by your clients. That's That's, that's massive. Huge. Uh, number two is you need to start vetting your clients. Yep. So don't be just taking any old person who comes in and wants to do wants you to do work. And this is what happens when in, in potential, you know, I don't want to use the R word,
1: <laughs> recession. Yeah. Oops, yeah. I
0: said it. But what happens when things get tough is you'll find that, you know, you get maybe get some new clients coming to you wanting to use you. Mm. And uh, you've got to look at the subtext there, which is
1: yeah, why, are they, why are they not <laughs> using <laughs> are their existing supplier? Well, right. it
0: may be because they've maxed out their credit there and Could they're be. struggling to pay their bills and get their projects done. So, so. you want to make sure you do credit checks. Uh, and you want to get deposits wherever possible. Now that's not possible with some commercial stuff, but uh, credit checks are really important uh, to to see where they're at. This could save you a world of hurt. Really could. Uh, so vet your clients. And uh, third thing is, you know, you need to be forecasting. Yep. Uh, and I think we uh, done a, done a podcast on this recently, a cash flow forecast a few weeks ago. Make sure you know, you know how your cash is going to look over the next twelve weeks. Have a rolling twelve yep. week cash flow forecast, so you can see where you're sitting. Yep. So that's that's massive. It's huge. Yeah, and associated with that is you You definitely want to make sure you've got an emergency fund. You know, yes. Ideally, three months of operating expenses. Yep. Set aside, that's the kind of don't mess with me money. It's like your yep. insurance policy. That's it. So number one, you've got to protect uh, cash flow. Big time. Number two, margins. Maintain yes. margins.
1: I mean, this is always important, but uh, you know, in this situation. With inflation, it's super important because costs going
0: up, Mm. Uh, seven, eight, nine percent a year. Uh, you know that's actually significant amount each quarter. Even yeah. it's like you know one to two, two and a half percent a quarter. Yep. So you need to make sure that you are back costing your jobs. This is unbelievably important. Checking that you know they are profitable where they where they need to be. Yeah. Because you know job profit is the engine room of growth, engine room of profit in your business. So check your jobs. Do your monthly financials. Have a P and L that you do every month. Uh, and have a balance sheet. So you're checking, you know, am I liquid? Have I, how are my receivables looking against my payables? So you've got a good snapshot of what's happening. That's massively important. Yep. And you need to proof your business for inflation. So that means you know, stay on top of your pricing, because if your inputs are going up all the time, your wages and materials, and you're not adjusting your prices, you're going to have some massive problems. That's right. So you got to be really aware of that, I think, is huge. So that's the second thing. The third thing is, and this is massive, this is about you know really managing risk, it's diversifying uh, your client base. Uh, So the first thing is um, probably three things here. You know, if you just work in in one niche or one niche, maybe you work with uh, group housing companies, but you've only got one or two that you work with and they're all of your work, that could be a massive problem. Yeah, well, one's a bad number in business. We know that. One's a terrible number. And what can happen? (laughs) If you lose one, you're stuffed. You're stuffed pretty much. So, you know, if you're in that market, maybe try and get some more clients in that market so you're spreading risk. Yeah. Yeah. Look, the the concept here is diversification. If, If you're investing in shares and property, you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You spread it out in case yeah. one, you know, one goes lame. So same here. Yep. So if you're in one niche, get some more clients within that niche. The second thing is add a niche or a niche. Yep. Uh Now, we know that construction slows down, you know, when the R word hits, the recession. Yep. So we know that sort of construction slows down, but other areas of the economy still carry on, service and maintenance work or some other specialist work. So you want to potentially add another niche to your business so if you think about your your marketing and your sales, we want more legs to the stool you're sitting yeah. on. If you've got one leg, it's not stable. Two legs. Well, it's a pogo stick. In it's that. a pogo stick, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you don't want to slip. Uh, two legs, yeah, you know, a little bit more stable. Three legs, well, you can stand a stool on that. So, yeah, that's right. So adding a, a niche could be really powerful. And the last thing is you need some proactive marketing. Yeah. What's it been like for the last you know two, three, five years for people with marketing?
1: Well, I think actually it's been quite quite awesome. Yeah like, they haven't had to do much. They right? haven't had to do much and I think the big thing there is like there's a lot of people who have definitely come to us in the last wee while and they're like oh I don't really need marketing, there's um, there's so much work out there and um, you might have experienced that yourself uh, and, and that's cool uh, but if you wait until you need the work to start marketing, it's too late uh, and so I think the thing is the proactive, is the key word there and what you said is proactive marketing because um, it's been great for everyone that's had it in the last wee while. Uh, you may not feel like you've needed it, but if you want to survive a, a potential downturn, you know you're going to need to start that river flowing now. So especially if you're getting another niche, niche or niche um, off the ground, you know yep. you, need, you need to actually start that with a bang. So um, get these practices in place now.
0: Yeah, I think um, that, the, and I think you've alluded to it, Phil. Is lag is a really important concept to understand with marketing and sales. Yeah. Now, you're if you're if you're short of work now, it's a problem that's been generated over the last two, three, four, six, twelve months. That's it. Uh, because some jobs have lead time obviously some can be quite quick and we've got some strategies email marketing google ads uh, some facebook social media stuff that can just generate really quick work Mm. but you know chunky work you want to make sure that you're putting the the proactive marketing in place now so it can fruit later yeah and i think the key thing that you said is you don't want to be in the situation where it all dries up and then you're running around trying to make things happen that's it's like the horse is bolted then
1: that's the big thing.
0: So I think that's that's massively important. So proactive marketing. You've got to diversify your client base. So you've got a really solid platform. One is a bad number. Let's get more strings to our bow, if, if you like, for for
1: marketing. That's and it. look into the markets or the niches which are still going to be strong because they'll be there. Exactly. Like I mean, like people are always going to have uh, things around their house that need fixing and maintenance, right? So yep. like, I mean, that's never going to change. And same around people's businesses. Like that that kind of market never goes away. Yep. Um, and I think the big thing here as well is like. For those of you that are, might be out there thinking, man, but what if I do all this marketing and I get too many, too many leads and now I'm having to say no to people and stuff, I'm like, great, Like if you, if you have a, an overflow of all the work that you could possibly do, a uh, great time to start saying no. Uh, and maybe just be, get a bit more selective about which ones you do actually work with. I mean, if you really have that many opportunities for work coming in, uh, your margin should be extremely strong mm-hmm. because you get extremely picky because you're in hot demand. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having too many leads or too many opportunities for work. There's a great thing. Yeah, I feel like
0: a pay rise coming on when you yeah, talk about well, having too much work. Give yourself a pay rise. Well,
1: do it's economics, right? Yeah. I mean, like, in this case, there's just there's too much demand, not enough supply, so price should go up. It's, yeah. it's yeah. pretty natural.
0: Uh, so it's been fun sort of kicking around what we've done this year and, and uh, some of the themes and and uh, shooting the breeze about the podcast because I've enjoyed this a lot. It's been great fun. Yeah, it's been um, awesome. You've been amazing.
1: Oh, so have you, man. Hats off.
0: Mate. It's nothing like a bit of uh, the old Mutual Admiration Society. That's right. It's getting indeed. a little awkward. We might have to take this on offline.
1: Lucky Nephi's here, to uh, yeah, keep us
0: honest. Break this party up. <laughs> um, but I think the, the key message here is, uh, look, there are some you know warning signs or, or thunderclouds on the horizon. There's no need to freak out about that. No, not at if all. You're, if, you, if you plan... Uh, and you know what's happening, you can crush it with this, uh, no problem. A lot of great businesses, well, many great businesses actually are really formed when the going's a bit tough because the ones that aren't great, like the, the wheat and the chaff, I haven't used that for a while, <laughs> the chaff gets burnt off. <laughs> yeah, It right. gets sorted and found wanting. Yep. Uh, and uh, so you do those three things, you know, protect your, your cash flow, maintain your margins, and diversify your client base. You're going to be set up for great success in 2023 and 2024 uh, yep. as well. But you just need to be prepared. That's that's all it
1: is. That's it. And if the storm clouds roll in, you're fine. If yep. they don't roll in, well, then you're better off than you were. So you that's
0: can't right. lose. Yeah, yeah. Really. I mean, it's kind of weird, right? What we've talked about today is really what you need to do just to have a great business. Yeah, that's it's right. It's just more important when things are tough.
1: Well, when things are tough, if you haven't done those basics, then yeah. you're in a world of hurt. Well, actually, another story. Oh, well, here
0: we go. What's the the story? Um, You can see who's swimming naked when the tide goes out, and that's really yeah, what this yeah, is yeah, about, yeah, right?
1: Yeah. That's the one. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. So uh, get your shorts on, team.
0: Yep. All right. Well, should we learn this yeah, one? Yeah, let's do it. So uh, 2023 is going to be a great year for your business if you are prepared and you've built a business on a really uh, solid foundation. Now, we've had a blast uh, on the Profitable Trading podcast this year, it's been great fun. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've loved uh, loved doing it. And uh, merry Christmas to all the listeners. Uh, Happy New Year, and here's to a prosperous uh, 2023 for you and uh, your family. Thanks, Thanks. heaps for listening. We'll catch you all again next time. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening. Now, if you enjoyed the podcast, there's four ways we can help your business. Number one, grab a free copy of my book called The Profitable Trading, and it's at profitabletradingbook.com forward slash podcast. Two join my free Facebook group at profitabletrady.com forward slash group. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Just search Profitable Trady in the YouTube search bar. Or four, book a free 15-minute phone call to find out about our coaching programs at profitabletrady.com forward slash podcast call. Or if you can't remember any of that, just check out the session notes.